right, everybody, welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. Hope you had a great Christmas. That's where we're at as I record this. There are just minutes left in Christmas Day as I'm recording this. Uh, so I hope you had a great Christmas. I did. I ate too much, probably like most of you. <laughs> you ate too much. You were excited to have great food and see your family. And now you're done. You're sick of the food and you're sick of your family. <laughs> so welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. This is the last week of the year, guys. Last week of 2023, which is really cool. I've done this show now for one full year, which is nice as the host and producer and all that stuff. So that's been great. Um, I also did a set last week, which I didn't tell you guys about because I didn't know I was doing it. But I ended up doing a set on my advanced comedy class showcase last week. And uh, had a great time doing that, warming it up for my students. I went on right after the host, and I did pretty good, <laughs> I'd say. You know, wasn't a huge crowd. It's a tough week to draw that Christmas week, going right into Christmas. But I did, I did what I could do, and I think it helped. I think it warmed them up, and I think it helped them have a great class, and I think they did have a great showcase. They gave me a nice card. I got to say, shout out to my advanced comedy class students this last group that finished up on the 19th bunch of nice people and i was proud to be your teacher and i was proud to put on some really good comics guesting with you including myself because one of the guys fell out so i just took his spot but um yeah had guest melissa hager from frankenmuth who's always funny one of the best showrunners and producers around too gotta look up melissa's shows the comedy series if you're up North, that's where most of her shows are. And uh, then we had Josiah, the amazing, super energetic Josiah, and Megan Nyesti. Again, those three, all former students of mine. They helped out my current students. Great night. Great night. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I had a little fun on the Comedy Castle stage when those lights hit you. It's different. <laughs> when there's a paying audience and the lights are on you, different story than when you're going up there checking the mic between shows and... You know, I'm on that stage every day, but not when people are there and not when the lights are on. It's been a while for me, so it was fun to do it. I'm glad I did. But let's talk about this week. Enough about last week. It was a great last week. We had Melanie Hearn headlining. I hope you enjoyed being interviewed with Melanie. She got tons of support on social media from from this show and then from her uh, her appearances at the club. Tons of comics coming out. That was nice to see. But this week, we got a nice slate, too, starting on the 27th, that's Wednesday, 27th of December. The best in Michigan stand-up 2023 is at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the 27th. Really fun lineup of comics. Jacob Barr is going to be hosting. Uh, we've got Simply Chanel, Ella Horridell, Jason Jamerson, Dante Lillard, Louis Michael, and Mike Stanley. So a whole variety of really funny comics. Mike Stanley's not usually in town. Mike's usually uh, elsewhere, but he started here. So he's coming back, and he'll be, I think, closing that show out. So that'll be a fun night. Get your tickets for that over on ComedyCastle.com. And then this is one of the big weekends of the year. It's New Year's Eve. And the way that the days fall, uh, that just becomes an extra day for our headliners that you can catch them. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the Sunday shows New Year's Eve. Of course, uh, it's Phil Palisol this week. Uh, I have a really great interview with Phil, which I'm going to talk about one second because it was a little different, a little different. And I think Phil's a little different, 
But I also think Phil's amazing, and I think this interview is pretty amazing, too. I think you're going to dig that. Um, but Phil is here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 7.30 p.m. as usual on Thursday the 28th. Two shows, Friday the 29th, 7.15 and 9.45 for those. Saturday the 30th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And then New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Big show. Big night out. Everyone comes out. It's always a fun night at the Comedy Castle. 7.30 show. And then 10.30 is the late show. So that 10.30 show, and you'll hear me ta- tell Phil about this. And, and so keep listening to this interview if you want to know how we run New Year's Eve, because it's really cool. Show starts at 10.30. It ends 5, 10 minutes before the ball drops at midnight. And we take a little break. People can go to the restroom. They come back. The comics come back out, and they count down. Then we say Happy New Year. Everybody goes home. So, yeah. Uh, champagne toast for everyone that comes out at that late show at 1030 as well. So, uh, yeah, you guys come on out on, on any of those shows will be great, but especially New Year's Eve. You know, the early show is for people who want to get home. They want to get off the road. Drunks might be out there, right? You got to be careful. You want an early night? You come to that 730 show. Very festive. But late show, party favor, champagne split. Let's do it. It's always fun, that New Year's Eve show, and I'm proud to work it. I'll be there, too. I'll be playing Auld Lang Syne (laughs) at midnight. You'll hear me talk about that with Phil. Let's get into this interview with Phil, because here's what made this interview unique. You know, I set up these interviews. I've probably said some version of this uh, in hosting the show before. I set up these interviews. I set them up to start at a certain time. I tell the headliner I will call them at a certain time. And in the case of Phil, it was going to be 1 p.m. Eastern was going to be the call time. This was, uh, I don't know if it was last Friday, maybe Saturday. Okay. Still relevant. But I'm calling him. He's in Denver. So he's, I'm calling him at 11. You'll hear this all on the show. He did not believe that I was going to call him right at 1 o'clock Eastern. In fact, he gave me a lot of shit in text messages before. (laughs) He said to me, um, uh, I said, I will call you right at one. And he said, we'll see about that. He did not. He was skeptical. But we did that. And one of the things about this interview, too, is you hear uh, you hear it, which I'm going to throw to in a minute. Um, completely beginning to end phone call starts, a phone call ends. There was no preamble, which I actually like to do. I like to say, hey, what would you like to talk about? I was going to ask you about these things. Feel free to add anything you'd like me to add. Didn't get the chance. Phil was on from the minute he picked up the phone, and it was awesome. He's such a funny dude. I'm so excited for this weekend. You'll hear us talk about uh, him doing the Tonight Show and uh, the strange reaction he had after the Tonight Show was over. It was interesting. You'll hear about his inspiration in comedy. I always think, you know, when, when I talking to Phil and I, I'd seen him live, you'll, you'll hear uh, us talk about that in uh, many years ago. Um, but this guy could really be doing comedy at any time from from, you know, silent film, uh, uh, you know, through through the, you know, the, the 50s uh, television comedy. He could have been the wacky neighbor on a sitcom. You, you just the guy would be funny anywhere 
uh, he were to be at. Anywhere he existed, he would be a funny person there. And I think that's great. So I'll tell you some of his inspirations. We talk a lot about cruise ships and cruise ship comedy because I had watched a set of his on a cruise ship that I was on. Not not when he was on, but I was on a cruise ship that he works. And I watched the comedy and I had thoughts and we compared notes. And it's funny how in, in sync we were on our thoughts. You'll even hear him make jokes about that. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, uh, working with your wife. His wife is a comedian named Nora Lynch, and they perform together fairly regularly. Now, do they perform together as a two-person act, as a husband-wife act? No. One's usually opening and one's closing. This week, Nora's our feature act, Okay. So we'll find out uh, how that got started and when the pros and cons of that. It's just a great talk. It's one of my, and, and you know what? It even went a little longer than I like to do these. I always tell guys, yeah, 20 to 30, you know, and that means if we do, you know, and, and there's no knock on doing 22 or 29. That is not indicative of I liked this comedian more or less. But when we go 30, how long is this interview? <laughs> 48 minutes, 47 minutes. You know, it means I really like talking to the guy and I didn't want you guys to miss any of it. So let's just throw it right now. I know it's a long show, but it's the last show of the year. Let's enjoy the comedy of Phil Palace all right now. You guys would dig this. You tell Joel eleven o'clock. <laughs> well, that Joel should... tells you. Joel tells you eleven o'clock. He's calling you at eleven o'clock. I'm telling you, I'm literally watching the time countdown. Uh huh. Till uh-huh. the call. That's uh-huh. correct. Now, and I don't know whether that's OCD <laughs> for your benefit or out of respect for all of my time and everything that I might have going on after. <laughs> yeah but boy oh boy prompt is prompt it is prompt you doubted me yeah. and here i am no 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 i just <laughs> i'm impressed by it and because you can't get any more prompt than that it's yeah. like being more wet yeah you, you can't do it it's just, you can't it's one and no. literally the the yeah. yeah i hit the button at one o'clock mm. Uh-huh. That's right. And mm-hmm. at, at some point it is a hundred thousand miles, not a hundred thousand and one. It's <laughs> not 99,000. It's 100,000. At some point it is the number. Well, uh, yeah, here we are. Well, you answered. That's that's uh, not a thing that always happens either. As much as I'm well, saying I'm calling right at one or 11 in your case. Yeah, they don't always pick up. N- well, but you can appreciate, too, that. We've arranged this, but a phone mm. call is yeah. an invitation to answer and mm. not an obligation oh, to answer. Okay. And now, like I said, we've set this up and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. But uh, sometimes I, I don't. I, and now, now, you know, it used to be you answered the phone with a question. Remember that? Hello. Sure, yeah. Like, who could this be? Who, who's calling? And now <laughs> I know. Oh, I don't want to talk to that guy right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> Now there's there's no even guesswork. No, you know, and then you just say, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. When you don't want to talk yeah. to somebody. Else. Yeah, not right now. 
Yeah, right. That, exactly. Yeah. And and it used to be you were sort of trapped because you yeah. didn't know who was calling. Sure. It could be the lottery. It could be a good person. Yeah. Could be, or not a good person, but a, a fun <laughs> good, person good to news. hear from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good news. Let's just say that. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good news, How bad are you? news. I'm doing well. It's fun to talk to you, you know, because uh, I, I watched so much comedy of yours leading up to this interview. I think I've seen you once in my life perform comedy live. Uh-huh. This is a long time ago. Okay. My buddy was opening for you. Uh, oh. in Detroit. Corey Hall. I don't know if you remember Corey Hall. Uh, uh, you know what? I More than faces and stuff, I remember bits. Yeah. Um, so if I saw yeah. Corey, yeah. I might even not remember, but if he did a bit, <laughs> I'd go, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I worked with him that one time in... Mark yeah. Well, it's been a long, yeah. I mean, when did you start doing comedy? Oh, <laughs> in the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. yeah 99 um, no, for really, me. really, 1989. Okay. Truly. Yeah. And um, and it, it has taken a lot of uh, forms, but I've, I've loved it mm-hmm. since I was... You know, I used to do comedy uh, albums into a hairbrush. Okay. Uh, on the end of my bed, yeah. pretending that I was oh anybody, anybody, but yeah. Bob Newhart, okay, Richard Pryor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, and it was really uh, doing uh, Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, Let's get small. Mm-hmm. That came along at a time when I really started to notice it and pay attention and dream of it. Yeah. And uh, and then Roseanne came from Denver, and I thought it's like having an astronaut come from your hometown. You yeah. know, well, if that guy can do it, uh, which isn't to say that if Roseanne could do it, I could do it. Because look where she's at, and look where I'm at. But mm-hmm. um, uh, having her, watching her on the Tonight Show, and Johnny Carson saying this next comedian is from Denver, yeah, that solidified a, a sort of a drive and a hope. Um, and started at the Comedy Works downtown, Larimer, a legendary club like Ridley's. Yeah, yeah. I and, was going to ask uh, you about that club, because that's the one people always say when I ask them, you know, these touring comics that come to the club, and I go, what's your favorite place? And that, that one comes up more than most. You know, I'm so fortunate that it's in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, more fortunate that I started there and was able to wheedle my way into the wood before the wood got uh, crowded and, <laughs> yeah. and, and I saw, I mean, legendary, as you say, I mean, I, because it was here, because it was, uh, uh, something that I wanted to do and I had time to, to go down. I watched Ellen DeGeneres come okay. through here. I watched yeah. uh, Louis Anderson come through here. Uh, it just, I, I, and I, I don't want to continue to name names cause I'll in, invariably leave somebody out, <laughs> but, um, it was everybody, Paula Poundstone, Kate, yeah. they were all, just pops and hicks and just bangers, you know? Um, and it, it's, it was a, it was a goal and a dream to do it. And then when I got on that stage and started really working and getting laughs like that, close in laughs like that, like Ridley's they're right there. You know, on the ships that I work on, some people are 50 yards away. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. And I don't know if they like it. I, I, I have no idea. I have no connection to them. Yeah. Well, the cruise ships, you know, I was going to ask you about that. I was, I watched a bit of yours uh, from 
the Harmony of the Seas, which is the one cruise ship I've been on in my life. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, I've been on that ship, and I, I sort of I know that theater, and I know. Uh huh. I know that you do uh, at least when I was on it. Uh, comics perform in the big theater, which is very nice, and then they also have the little comedy club where you can kind of do what you want there. It's kind of a yeah. adults only yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Right, and and you so you can feel. I appreciate, and you'll appreciate this yeah. too. And I, I like the insight. Uh, because in the in the smaller room you feel like a comic, mm-hmm. and in the auditorium you feel like a comedian. Yeah, and the performance is different mm-hmm. because I don't know it's it's not an intimate thing. I don't know if I'm reaching that guy, but yeah. if I do this performance, I know that that guy will be. Yeah, at least he will see a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's small, I was just on the Allure, which mm-hmm. is much like the uh, uh, Harmony and mm-hmm. the Symphony and the and its originator, the Oasis. They have a little tiny comedy club. Yeah. There's six thousand guests, mm-hmm. but the club, the club itself holds. You know, 150, 200 people. Yeah. So you, you got to do a bunch mm-hmm. of shows. Yeah. Bunch, bunch. Yeah. Bunch, I, th- bunch. I think the show. Now, for me, working, being a comic and working in the comedy club, you think that's the last thing I want to do on a cruise ship. But one of my buddies uh, was playing uh, the show. So I said, oh, let's go to this. Took took the girlfriend and some of the other family that was with us. And and they were like, well, that was good. But, you know, it was, it was short and it was that. And I said, well, it's a cruise ship. They're not going to give you know, it's a different thing. The audience is. Some of them are just coming there because that's the thing to do or <laughs> the thing they oh. want to do is sold out. And so you're not Man. always getting these people who have paid money and are excited to see comedy. No. Uh, well, what a joy it is to be comprehended. And again, <laughs> I appreciate the insight because I was sitting on the allure. I'm sitting in yeah. the back row. There's no green room in that room, as you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting back in the back row with people waiting to, for the show to start. And I'm listening to a guest sit and talk to her husband and uh, I overhear her say, well, it's a cruise ship. They don't get this. Is what she says. They don't get <laughs> name brand comedians. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Yeah. We'll just have to see what we get. Mm-hmm. And the idea of name brand, like a manna or, 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 uh, uh Kirkland yeah. or something Absolutely, like that, that, yeah. that, you, that, 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 uh, Kevin Hart would be, or, again, <laughs> I'll leave a name out, but yeah. Jeselnik, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah. pick one, you know, yeah. anybody would, but it is because of that very fact. And, and that because they don't pay, mm-hmm. they, they're yeah. not engaged in yeah. the show. They, they've been planning it. That's just something else we're going <laughs> to yeah, do. do. All it. right, we'll and take a look and then we'll do it. And I, that was and, and they have no compunction about getting up and leaving yeah. because it's, they, oh, uh, uh, I just did. Uh, it was a four day cruise and a three day cruise made up in the week. And mm-hmm. in that week, I did 13 shows. Yeah. And, you know, one night it's a seven and 30 and nine thirty and an eleven thirty. And at 1130, you realize that these people have been up 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they didn't, if they didn't rest or anything, they just had a long day. And now I'm going to wow them with words, tricky <laughs> words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, and, 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 and get them to involuntarily laugh when they're in, they're <laughs> involuntarily there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's tricky. It is, but, but the repetition is good, and I like to do it. And each time is a new time. You go, you do the show for those that go. They don't know that the last show was really good or really awful. They don't have any idea. And I I really have always appreciated and and uh, worked for that next at bat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because I, you, you're not going to have, I don't care who you are, you're not going to have a perfect show. And even if you did, yeah. these people are here tonight. They didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think that the show is, uh, to the audience, the show can be just, oh, that was, that was really nice. That was good. Because I hung out with the two comics. The one guy I knew, because he'd been through the uh-huh. comedy castle. I told my family how we to him a little bit, and it was just the three of us hanging out at the bar after. And I... And they were cursing this old audience who wasn't into anything. And I was like, oh, that was pretty good. That that could have went way worse than that. <laughs> you know? uh, they were, they were yeah. cursing uh, this. And I go, uh, I go, well, what do you want? You know, I was like, this is okay. I could, you know. Well, yeah. And, and you, you learn to lower the bar on yeah. your end, yeah. too. Because now uh, this is one of the things that I appreciate so much about Marks yeah. uh, and and I've had this on my calendar since I don't remember when last year. It may yeah. have been as early as June okay. or yeah. May. Yeah. And so I've been eyeing this target for mm-hmm. a long, long while because it's such a great place to come. Because the people come with an expectation that the the person on stage is going to be good mm-hmm. and the show is going to be great. Yeah. And they come on purpose, yeah. not just because it's the thing to do between dinner and mm-hmm. you know a yeah. water slide. Yeah. And it's an interesting week, uh, the way the holidays fall, because it's a seven-show week for you. Again, just you know, yeah. squeezing all the juice out of the lemon. <laughs> why not? Uh, on, on both ends, and and I'm I'm grateful that I've got that many shows in in the club like that. Yeah, um, because they, you know this, Joel. You'll know this well because you've been around and you've watched mm-hmm. the the comedy yeah. landscape change. Um, and, uh, it's, it's not as often as I'm, that I'm in a club as good as, uh, the comedy castle, mm-hmm. just they're, they're not as hot, as common. Yeah. And me being in one is, is not as certainly not as common. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a, it's a good time to come out on new year's Eve is, is a real fun show. Our late show is, uh, everybody got their party favors out and the, the noisemakers and you think those are going to be horrible. And I've certainly done a bunch of them as a comic, but our, our audience is very nice on new year's Eve. They're, they're really good people. They're out. They're there for the right I, reason. I think I did a new year's Eve there once before. Yeah. Uh, and it was a marvelous night yeah. and it snowed, I think four or five <laughs> inches overnight. Okay. Uh, it just shocked me. It, I, I didn't know it was coming because mm-hmm. it was really nice. When when I left the club at midnight, I mean yeah. we counted the ball down. Okay, horns and everything. Yeah. I went to the hotel and uh, got back, or I, I got up, and there's five inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. Um, but I did. I loved it. it, it the shows were great. Um, it, it's always a, um, a, a, a it's always a good night. And then you throw uh, New Year's Eve and that kind of celebration on top of it, and yeah, you know, away you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice because, you know, when I would do New Year's Eve at certain places, I found that the audiences would be uh, and maybe you have some insight into this as well. It was the wife's idea to come and the husband is just along for the ride. And uh, or, you know, it's New Year's Eve and you knew that, you know, they took too long getting ready or the restaurant was slow or whatever it is. And they've been fighting when they get to the comedy show. It's not always a a great night for a comic. It's usually a very good paying night as a comedian, but maybe not as far as the audience that's there to see it. Uh, It's you are in my head. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's you you don't, you don't want to pass up the night because it's one of the highest pay nights of the year. Yeah. Um, But it is, can be, 
amateur night. Now, yeah. uh, like I said, uh, Mark's club, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. doing this for a long, long time. And they're greater than I'm going to be mm-hmm. because they've done it and done it yeah. and done it. And this yeah. is what they do. Um, but it's it's very common I, I've the, the show doesn't run well. I, I've had to count the ball down and then do more comedy because <laughs> that, the show got started. So was, I, I, I've had yeah, horror nights, yeah. as you say, yeah. because it's it's amateur night. Yeah. And sometimes they don't sit on the noisemaker and you're trying to <laughs> tell a joke. And burp, 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 burp. But uh, I don't remember who said it, but I've always thought of it. And I've always thought about it. But. Uh, thank you very much. You've been a car payment. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I don't say that a lot, but when I say it, I mean it yeah. because it, it, it hurts to get hit by a fastball. You're standing on first, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to bruise, man. Well, you can't, you definitely can't tell jokes after that. The ball drops. That is just not right? going to work. Not right? at all. No, oh, we, we've ridiculous. done it. Everything yeah. we came for, we've had it. Yeah. Okay, good night. Yeah, good night. Now we end for the audience, and you probably know this, Phil, but the, for the audience that's coming, the show. If you come to the ten thirty show, that show wraps up, uh, you know, five to ten minutes before uh, midnight. And uh, the comics, you get your chance to go to the restroom or do whatever you need to do. Comics will come back on stage and count down that last minute with you till New Year's Eve, and then. Uh, we all celebrate and uh, play some music, and everybody goes home. See, this is what I mean by the club will be better at it than I will be, <laughs> um, because they've got a the the formula is knocked yeah, out, and right. um, it really is. You know, it, it's uh, I enjoy that night. It's hard sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's generally a festive mood, yeah. obviously, and uh, maybe some people overindulge, but it's it's rare that you get the grump. Yeah, that you can get on a on any night, on a Saturday yeah. night, on the best night of sure. a week, you can get the guy, as you say, who's been brought by his wife, yeah, or yeah. I don't even know somebody in accounting one tickets. I don't even, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, again, it's already an involuntary response, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm forced to do it for somebody who was forced to be there, yeah. and that's a hard mix. It is. But uh, let's talk about some of your. Uh, so, so what were you doing before comedy, Phil? What what line of work were you in? Well, manufacturing. I had really? uh, the kind of job that you would get when uh, you didn't get a diploma. Oh. Um, you know, you would wear steel toe boots. That okay. kind of yeah. uh, manufacturing job. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the repetition of that. But yeah. Like I said, I I always wanted to be a comic, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see a clear path. Yeah, there, there was there wasn't. Uh, now there's a nationwide of comedy clubs mm-hmm. and one nights, and you've got uh, the ability to uh, run a room or or that kind of yeah. thing. And that just uh, that th- this is the extension of what used to be, and where where I was didn't uh, didn't used to be obviously as as uh, in my face as it is now. I. Yeah. There was a point when all comedians knew all comedians. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now it's impossible. You yeah. can't. It's impossible. It's it's no. it's just with I think with the internet and people just right. you know podcasts and people just saying, well, you just go to this place and there'll be a you know every town's got a bar that's got an open mic at least in Detroit anyway. Yeah, um, you yeah, can right. go out and, and five six nights Denver, a week. Yeah, yeah, and they they're well run rooms that are decent comedians because they have. They're learning. I was doing them into a hairbrush, but if I didn't buy the album, yeah. now you can watch clips. Oh, 
and clip after yeah. clip after clip and 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 really hone before you ever yeah. ever do it and uh, uh i i liked the job i liked the people it was a it was a punch clock job i went in at seven i yeah. punched in and thought about it i was out at three thirty and punched out and i didn't think about it nice and I was a great golfer <laughs> okay. because I, I was on the golf course time, at four yeah. in the afternoon, right. three, four times a week, you know, and, and coached little league football and, and things, things about that life that I missed the, um, the knowing of it and the, the, the fun of a three day weekend. Yeah. You know, now I get, I get a five day week, 80, eight day weekend, but I'm, I have <laughs> to go away for three weeks to get that. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes my tomorrows are 21 days mm, apart. Yeah. Um, and uh, sometimes my, my weekends are maybe eight days long, like I said, but nobody else is that. Yeah. And you're at work. So <laughs> I, I just end up having the day. I'm not golfing with anybody. Yeah. You know, it's not that kind of thing. Um, and I, I do. I miss that. The, I don't want to say the simplicity, but it, but it was a whole lot yeah. more known and, All right. and, Knew what I was going to do. Knew the demon that I had every day. And yeah. Well, comedy, I mean, you're, you're, you've done so many big things in comedy. Let's just go through a couple of these things. Late night television. I saw you on The Tonight Show with Lano. Check. Yeah. Check. How was that? Uh, well, I'll tell you two things about it. Yeah. One that I felt it was a boyhood dream come true. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do that show. And the, the most accurate thing about it came from Leno himself. Okay. When he said that doing The Tonight Show for the first time was much like losing your virginity. <laughs> uh, you didn't know what you were doing. Uh, you enjoyed every second of it. And you wanted to do it again <laughs> right away when you were finished. Yeah. Uh, and it was all of that. Yeah. I, I, it, it was a blur that had it happened. When it happened, and I'll tell you this too, that when I went home, because I was in L.A. at the time writing on shows mm -hmm. and uh, basically doing comedy part time because mm -hmm. I was a, writing on staff. I was a staff writer at that yeah. point on a show. Um, and so I drove home. I drove to the show mm -hmm. and then drove home and got gas on the way home. <laughs> and my wife was with me. And as I'm getting gas, I throw up so hard. Oh, wow. Uh, at the pump. And I said, I, I yeah. think it's stress and pressure. <laughs> and I was such a relief to have it done. Um, and, and not just from the, the I've always wanted to do it standpoint, but there's so much that you don't want to go wrong yeah. there. Right. Yeah, I, you know, you don't want to mess up a word. Uh, you don't want to look bad or mm -hmm. just any thing that you might feel bad about. You don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was really stressful and, and I didn't feel it mm -hmm. until I watched it. And when I watch it now, um, maybe you have things like this. Oh, I wish I'd done that yeah, better. Right. And I enjoyed every second of it. And I look at it now going, ah, well, <laughs> I probably should have enjoyed it better. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those so. things. And I mean, I mean, I, I could probably count as many like late night sets I've seen from people. I mean, I would count on one hand the number of times I went like, oh, that joke really should have. I don't think he told that one. And where I see something where I go to me who knows the business and is a comic where I go, yeah, that didn't go well. I'm always like, they're all hits to me. Like, I mean, you can't you, you can't be set up more for success than being on a show like that. I think. Am I wrong? And that's really yeah. true. No, yeah. they, they set you up for and they've 
you know, I, I watch old clips when maybe they didn't know or, mm-hmm. or, or um, somebody would come on that was so uh, bona fide, mm-hmm. Albert Brooks or Robin yeah. Williams or something, that they didn't ask them what they were going to do. Steve Martin, certainly. They're not going to mm-hmm. ask Steve Martin to submit a set list. But they know what you're going to say, and you know what you're going to say. But the idea that you mess up and don't say that is the scary, scary part. Yeah. Because if, if you're there, you're there. Yeah. You know, you you belong there. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sieve that if you're there, you're there. Yeah. And uh, and one leads to the next one and leads to the next one. And you know, it's hard for the first guy to be first and say yes. But after that, it seems to loosen up a bit. Yeah. Um, but even at that, I didn't do it again. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time on it. I felt really good about it. They talked about it when it was directly right as soon as it was over. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about I submit another set? And all of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, I, I, I did. I, maybe I should have dreamed of doing it more than once. <laughs> that was maybe that's where I went wrong, Joel. I just I limited my own dream. That's it. We did it. Time to quit. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Right. That's it. It's the, the end, end of the of road. Vision. It's not the beginning <laughs> of it. Vision. It's the end. That's right, it. Right, right, right. I can That's quit. I, I can die happy. <laughs> did the That's Tonight Show. It'd be a legend. The guy, guy did the Tonight Show. He died the next day. That's a legend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and if you could... If you can, I don't want to say guarantee that, but if <laughs> if you knew that that's what was going to happen, then you'd you'd live it yeah, funner, you, you know. And you fun with it. Um, I think there was that show on uh, Showtime. I think it was where the fella did that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in the in the show he took his own life. Yeah, something the, based on the the story of the, the comedy, the comedy story. story. Yeah, and I know that I yeah. read that book. That you know, the book is the real story called "I'm Dying Up Here." Yeah. And when they oh, isn't make, that great though? Isn't that great? That's though? one of the best comedy. I okay, that's the best comedy book to read. If you're a comic, you want to know about comedy. I think that one's the best, and I've read a bunch of. I've read all of them, but of the ones I've read, I would say start with that one because it's fantastic. And then I I started watching that show, and I kind of went like, okay. So this guy's, you know, this, you know, there's this lady's Boozler and that's Mitzi, but they're all different names and all kinds of stuff. And I went like, you know what? I, I, I couldn't turn my brain off interpolating that to real life. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, and again, so what I a said, joy it is to be comprehended. Um, <laughs> yeah. But making the players up as you go yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went, because yeah. either the guy who killed himself is supposed to be Steve Lubetkin who jumped off the hotel or whatever. But I, I went like, I can't, I had, to, I had to turn that off. Uh-huh. I like the uh-huh. idea of it maybe more than the execution of it. Well, uh, and I'll give you a similar, and maybe for you, um, when we were writing, Aaron Sorkin's a great, great writer. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't, you don't need me to tell you yeah, that. He's yeah. got awards. He doesn't need me to right. tell him that. Um, but his writing is sometimes overwritten mm-hmm. and overspoken. And in that, when he did the sports night television sitcom, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, they, they straddle the world between real sports because it's sports night and yeah, they want yeah. it to seem contemporary yeah. and fun. And not real sports because you can't, you're not getting a license from the NFL or what you can't say the Detroit Lions. So you have to say the Detroit Monarchs, but then real people show up. And (laughs) I I have a, I have a difficult time with those types of shows that, that blur that because it just, I'm with you. I get, I go in and I go out and I go in and I go out. 
Right. And and it's a fine line to walk, but um, yeah, it it does explain. It did a <laughs> pretty good job of explaining the life, as you yeah. obviously well know it. Yeah, that was good. And then, you know, of course, if you want to know, if you've read I'm Dying Up Here, then you got to watch uh, Mike Binder's documentary on the Comedy Store. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. So I'll put that on the list. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I saw, you know, Mike Binder. I don't know how, if you've ever met Mike, but came back to the Comedy Castle after 30 years and did some guest sets about a month ago. That was nice to see. I bet it was. Yeah, it was nice. And what has Mike been doing in the interim? A comedy still? Well, he's a, he's a he, he directs and does okay. uh, you know writes and directs and does uh-huh. that stuff. And I think he uh-huh. I think he directs a lot of comedy specials now more than oh. features. And yeah. I know the comedy story told me was the first documentary project that he took. But um, you know, and again, knowing the subject, I turn that on and I go. Yeah, he's going to have the guys you know now, but he's not going to have those old, you know, he's not going to have Ollie Joe Prater on this. He's not going to have Bruce Baum on that. And sure yeah. enough, here comes <laughs> Ollie Joe Prater. That Baum. is These great. guys and I go, oh, I'll bind you in And I, t- I was happy to tell him that face to face. I go, dude, that was the greatest thing uh, I've ever seen. And what a great couple of pulls for an yeah. example, too, because oh, yeah. uh, now again, the I'm dying up here that was written at the time yeah. or written uh, of a time. Of when you, those comedians knew all the other comedians, mm, yeah, and and it was you know it was a much smaller, tight knit community than it yeah. than it is now, although, um, the the inner circles are the same. I, yeah. I think comedy, much like a locker room, mm-hmm. it still builds. The, the scene in Detroit is tight for the seat the people who are tight, yeah, in the scene in Detroit because mm-hmm. it's still. It's the the brotherhood of facing people with their arms folded because <laughs> you thought this was funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, you do that, too. Yeah. All right. Well, I bet there's something else we got in common. Well, tell me a little bit about Denver. Who's the guys in? I know Josh Blue. He's a favorite at our club. And I know Josh is out from Denver. But who else is from Denver? Are there folks we don't know that are from Denver? That we know? Uh, uh, well, a, a, a few, as a matter of fact, that are, and, and when I say a few, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to sadly leave somebody yeah, out. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and another great uh, comedian book to read was written by a Denver comic uh, by the name of Sam Talent. Yeah, okay. Uh, called, and it's basically The Lost Weekend. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a week following a comedian and... I can't say that Sam has lived that life, but it would yeah. be hard to write it without having lived it. Yeah, Ray Neal, but, I, I'm going to do you one better. Sam's from Michigan originally. That's right. Yeah, that's I've right. met Sam. He's come to the. He's he's guested at our club. I think. Well, he's a, a, a he's a dog on live wire. Yeah, he's great. And I like Sam. I I love the way he works. I couldn't do that. I couldn't yeah. go on stage in shorts. <laughs> he um, does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and he's great. Yeah. Um, and there were a trio of guys, and you know how this works, and you'll appreciate this very well because you're bringing up names yeah. like uh, Bauer and and Ollie Joe Prater. But uh, when I was a, a freshman, there were really good seniors ahead of yeah, me yeah. that went on to run television shows mm-hmm. and write movies and direct, as you say, and yeah. and they were great to me. They were it was a great community. Here's a tag. Try this. Yeah. There's a joke. I know a guy that does something similar. To, you know, um, and so uh, uh, it's always kind of been like that. And then as I progressed, the 
freshman ju- classes that came behind me, Josh Blues, yeah, and the the three guys that are locally known uh, were at one point. Um, uh, the, the three of Adam Caden Holland and Ben Roy and Andrew Overdahl. Uh, they went on to create a TV show for True TV called Those Who Can't. And in their own right, mm. they're each great comedians, all very different from one another. Yeah. But together they had this idea. And because just kind of because of time and because of the way things have changed, um, they were able to sell it as a TV show. Just three guys from Denver yeah. able to sell it as a TV show to True Network, which was not a network. And when I got started writing television, there were three and a half yeah. networks. Fox right. was yeah. a network three nights a week. Um, and and it's as again the, the landscape just obviously changes because what is is the extension yeah. of what was. And and uh, there there's we, we got a uh, there's a 15 year old kid here. Um, he was on my show last month and I, I did a show here on the 21st and I was hoping that he was going to be on my show, but he was downtown with Josh as a matter of okay, fact. Yeah. Uh, but if Noah, I'll put, pull in a blank on his last name. I don't know him well, but I don't know him very much at all really, but, uh, he's 15 yeah. and he's sh- sh- just sharp as a tack. Yeah. And he's got, He's got a little bit of guidance, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. uh, people can help him and uh, they really can help him. And and he's really smooth. And mm-hmm. uh, it, I think because the community has always been uh, more helpful than harmful, uh, it it grows, spreads fast. And, um, for example, our, our new talent night or our new talent night that grew into sort of a division as they have there uh that's uh, i don't know six week waiting list to get on stage even when you're in that rotation yeah and they do things like uh the competitions the uh new talents will Mm. draft another group of new talents and they'll put together sort of a final four during the march thing and Mm -hmm. each team will have a a professional comedian and they'll vie for scores and things like that. And it, while it doesn't seem, this is all horseshit. Come on, <laughs> what are we doing here? But it does prep you yeah. for having to do a two minute tight set yeah. that yeah. you, or a four minute set or a six right. and a half minute set that you ultimately do on the tonight show or, or mm. some late night shows when it does really matter. Yeah. You think that these things, this is all just silly and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And the pressure you'll, you'll appreciate this, <laughs> the, but the pressure of having one minute, yeah. I only have one minute. Wow. Uh, and I don't have a minutes of material. I don't think, or, or I, I, someday I'll get five minutes. What am I going to do for five yeah. minutes? And I, I remember very distinctly and it happens commonly even still because of the nature of Ridley's club, mm-hmm. you better be good, man. Yeah. I, Jake Johansson told me one time, if you want to bat fourth, you better be able to hit home runs. Yeah. And a club like that or a club yeah. like the comedy works downtown, it, it's, it's stacked with really good yeah. comedians. And Christy Bukley is another one. I worked with her just the other night and not just a good, uh, and like Josh blue, yeah, uh, is working with cerebral palsy, and because oh, she okay. saw Josh do it, she thought perhaps maybe <laughs> I could do it. She's taking and Josh's she's gimmick. How dare she? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. We have, he's got a hook. Maybe I can use it. Um, but she's and not just a very good comic, but she's also taught 
yeah. comedy, uh, comedy to wow. students, and she has a, a one-woman show. So uh, you know the branch out from this. Mm-hmm. I, I still really enjoy getting on stage, yeah. but I know a lot of guys that have stopped doing it and done many, many others, as I said, directed movies, television, written. Uh, It's it's a gateway to a whole lot of things. Humor is a gateway to a whole lot of things because, uh, as you know, it greases the skids. And and, and if you can do it right now at 8 o'clock on a Thursday, that's valuable. Yeah. Well, you're doing great. I mean, come on. This is uh, an opportunity for everyone to check out Phil, even if you got New Year's Eve plans. We've got five shows that are in New Year's Eve this week. That's right. I mean, That's right. And and it's, uh, I mean, I'm not doing the $35 show for the people who pay $18 <laughs> to come and see it. Oh, okay. Uh, what am I supposed to do with that $17 That's difference? That's true. I mean, uh, it's, it is market driven. You understand we're yeah. capitalists. We're all capitalists. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not. And you understand too, those, 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 all those athletes that say, Oh, I do it for, I do it for nothing. And yet they <laughs> hold out until they get all the top dollar. And I, you know, who isn't that way, but I, a place like that, a week like that, yeah. This is such a wonderful hammock coming from yeah. one holiday that's good because I'm home to another holiday that's going to be great because it's going to be good shows with fun people at a terrific, legendary, iconoclastic club. And mm. and then I got to go right back to the grind of <laughs> not those things. So well. it, it it's I'm, I'm going to be slurping from this coconut <laughs> uh, uh, and with my feet up yeah, well, despite how, however – and I'm looking at the weather, too. It looks like good weather. Yeah, we've been very lucky so far. So hopefully it yeah. holds out. I mean, we've we've had I don't I have not had to shovel the snow at my house uh, at all uh, this winter. Well, that is, uh, you know, I, again, I'm Colorado kid. If it, yeah. if it could figure out a way to snow only on the yard. <laughs> uh, now you're on to something. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, and I don't mind the snow in that sense because mm-hmm. your neighbor will let you know exactly where he thinks your property line is <laughs> um, because everybody shovels right to their liability. Right. Um, but w- here in Denver, too, we, we haven't had anything measurable. And yeah. it's it, Christmas is there two days and uh, okay. nothing measurable. But I will I'll, I'll say again, I was there for New Year's Eve and it was warm t- to wear my coat to the to the club. Yeah. And the next morning I woke up to five inches of snow. Well, let's hope we don't have that. We're going to have a great time, though. You got to come out and see Phil. And we I'm really I, looking I, forward to it. And I was going to talk about uh, Nora, your wife, opening uh, a feature act this week. Uh, we, it's it's rare that we get to do really? that. Really? Okay, that was my uh, question. Yeah, because, uh, well, you know, and, and this is, uh, she works on the ships as well. And mm-hmm. sometimes our schedules overlap and things yeah. like that. But uh, I've never wanted her to be there because she's my wife. She's yeah. a good, she's a terrific yeah. comic yeah, in her own her right. Too, yeah. Um, yeah. She's great. And was this, the strongest piece of our television writing mm-hmm. was Nora. Without oh, okay. question. Right. I, oh no. I used to lay on my back and throw <laughs> beanbags in the air and she put everything together. <laughs> she's great. She's not just funny, but really, really great and brilliant in in her own voice. And when I do, I'll tell you this, that you'll appreciate this because when I'm with her on the ship, um, she has a voice for a group of people that will be in that club yeah. that are not voiced. There and even when I speak for them, mm-hmm. I'm not them. Yeah. And it, there's a, a, a much different 
mood for mm-hmm. them in the room when they're being represented in such a smart, funny, insightful and thrust Perry stick it to him kind of way <laughs> that she's so she's so good with. And and again, she's uh, really looking forward to the club work because the bread and butter is the, the ships are as steady as steel. Yeah. And if you want the week, you've got the week to work. And if if you're like me and you're a capitalist, and <laughs> you've, I've spent all the money that I'm going to make. Um, then uh, uh, that's the work that that is available, and and it's it's great. It's a velvet prison, but it <laughs> yeah. is great, as yeah. you know. It, I've it's, been, yeah, it, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you need, very little of what you want. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, but uh, and so when we work together, we we don't even most people on the ship don't know that we're married. Yeah. They might figure it out, uh-huh. but I don't say my wife this or my wife Laura this or, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or my husband Phil that, um, and because also it uh, now the not, the cat's out of the bag a little bit on the joke like that mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. writing like is it really him yeah yeah does yeah. he like that she's saying that yeah. wait a minute we, we go back into that sitcom that's half true half not yeah. well that you know that you see if you talk about your wife they're picturing your wife but in your right. case they actually saw your wife just precise or yeah right. so yeah it, it, kind of... exactly exactly yeah. i'm 10 out of 10 right yes 100 percent <laughs> right and and it's not fair because it's hyperbole it's it's hyperbole for comedic effect yeah she didn't really yeah, do that yeah um, you know, Ray Romano's wife on TV is not really Ray Romano's yeah. wife, you know, um, and uh, fighting that real time in the face of now trying to have fun uh, it can be difficult. Sure. And and I don't want want to shy that one way or another with some sort of preconceived yeah. notion that. Oh, his wife's opening for him. Then that yeah. she's—that's the reason because yeah. she she'd be there on her own. She yeah, could easily the be thing. there on her own. We have a few, you know, husband wives that that come through town, and mm-hmm. they, it's almost always where they say, you know, don't say we're not gonna, you know, you know, say or the, the, the headliner will say it, you know, five minutes left in the show. You know, yeah. that was, was my wife, by the way, opening for me or my yeah, husband. Yeah, well, and we thought too. I mean, yeah. listen, we. We've written television together. We've our acts are completely separate, um, but we thought about writing a show together. You yeah. know, taking some of my material, taking some of her material, and just kind of blending it, um, and and doing uh, just opening the bag. Yeah, not just you know, here's the cat in the bag. Look at it, and um, but. But but I, we just uh-huh. haven't done it because uh-huh. I do what I do and she does what well, she does. You guys, and- you, you can't do. Listen, you can't do a show together. This way, you're getting two checks at the end of the week. Oh, that's the thing. You got to be separate. Joy it is you to be, be comprehended. <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> I, and, and also uh, because um, if I have a great year uh, on right. the ship, yeah. if I have a great year. It's it would take about thirty eight weeks, yeah. right? Yeah, for me to have sure a, a, economically just a powerhouse year, mm-hmm. um, thirty eight. But I don't want to be gone yeah, three yeah, yeah. plus weeks a month. Yeah. So if we can share that workload, mm-hmm. um, then we're both home more. Yeah, and uh, if we can share that workload together as we were a couple of weeks ago, and as we will be a couple of times in twenty twenty four. 
then it's then it's gravy. Then you're in prison. You like your cellmate, you know. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the conjugal visits add up. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it it we should do something like that probably. Yeah. yeah. And, and probably yeah. as you know, necessity and the mother of invention and stuff like that, as things progress, that's probably, uh, we're going to become more and more of an option, but, yeah. um, I, I still like being me on yeah. stage. And right. I think she still is, is still comfortable with her voice. And, um, it's not an, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix the kind of thing. Yeah. I think we just, it, it, it's still, well, you'll see when you come out. You'll see. <laughs> gonna She's see. really. I'm going to be there. Really great. Why not do that? Why not keep doing that? Yeah. Um, for something that is a guess. Mm. Well, Phil, we've uh, we've talked for probably too long for this show. Well, but... I, I, I'm winded. I'm sorry to do that. <laughs> this has been I'm a blast, and I'm yeah. so excited for this weekend coming up. It's the last weekend of the year at the Comedy Castle. Uh, can you believe that? 2023, yeah. 2023. Send, send the books. Send mm. the books. It, man, too fast. Time. You'll have a good time. You're, you, you, you can see all that Royal Oak has to offer in your time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Here? yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I again, man, it's right down the street from the, the, what is that, the collection of stores, they call it or something. You can't call it the mall. No, no, that's that. they, okay. But no, that's it. That was where you used to stay when you played the Comedy Castle. Or have things changed? The then? Somerset Collection. Yeah, you are. You yeah. are. You are going to be. Uh, well, you know, without giving away, you know, for safety and that kind of things. But yeah, you yeah. will be. You will be uh, enjoying all of downtown Royal Oak instead of the in the mall. heart. Yeah, you'll get to experience. Oh, downtown better yet. Royal better yet. Oak. No, no, better yeah, yet. Yeah, that's on I mean. the other end. I on the other end. I've been to a mall. I've been to a million yeah. malls, but I'm never in that little quirky part of town. Yeah. except to be oh, driven no. to the club and dropped off and then you picked got, up and whisked back. You can you mix you pick an ethnicity. If you want uh -huh. it to be vegan or not vegan, uh, uh -huh. which alcohol you'd like to be served, you can just mix those all up, and there's a restaurant wow. that'll do that for you. It wow. doesn't matter if you want, <laughs> you want, you know, like a magic eight ball. Absolutely, just you know? ask anything and see what happens. Yeah, I want whiskey and Indian food. Oh, there's a place yeah. for that. It's amazing, <laughs> Royal Oak. They will open one, whatever you want. We got. Uh huh. It. So it's gonna uh, be. Fun. Well, I look forward to that. I, I mean, we'll see what sort of. Uh, I, I don't even know what kind of uh, whims I could cook up. Maybe it'll just hit me in the face, and I'll yeah. think I never really wanted yeah. Vietnamese and <laughs> yeah, yeah, draft yeah. beers. Uh, yeah, they got right. That. Yeah, we got ninety taps and uh, food from Bangladesh. It's gonna be. It's, we got it yeah. in Royal Oak. That's the place. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that yeah. sincerely, and I really appreciate the time yeah. you taking the time today. And uh, it, you know how rare this is. Yeah, it is that, that um, a, a club spends the time to do it. Yeah, well, and uh, I, I very much appreciate. It. I've enjoyed chatting with you, and I'm sorry to be long-winded and no, all of that. But good. you can edit me out. <laughs> you said all the best stuff. No, not at all. <laughs> you make me feel smart. You seem to agree with everything I say. I don't know if that's well, some Dale Carnegie thing you, you're and doing. You are so insightful, Joel. You're so insightful. You you said everything uh, exactly right. Man. And you, you've been around. Your friend yeah. has. You've seen through the lens of your mm. friend and. Uh, you know, that club can show you a lot, just yeah. as, as you know, as you know, yeah, and, well, and I appreciate I, it's I, fun chatting inside baseball with somebody that knows inside baseball. Yeah. Well, we'll be, uh, you know, I'm the guy that is going to actually, uh, 
You know, I'm the guy that plays Auld Lang Syne at the end <laughs> after you guys. I know. God, that's my I know. job. All right, well, I'm not guaranteeing, but anybody within lip distance gets kissed. <laughs> so uh, you no, just I'm, know that ahead of time. I'm you can a, avoid it or you can get near it. I have spent the last 12, I have rang in the new year in a little tiny room by myself for the last 12 isn't, years in front of the CD player. But I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Right? Oh, the shows <laughs> you've seen. Yeah, the shows you've seen. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Phil, thanks Wonderful. so much. Great talk, I appreciate buddy. it so much. Merry Christmas to you, and I'll Merry see you Chris- in person for a happy weekend. new year. But thanks for taking the All time. All right, buddy. Yep. Take I'll care. I'll see you son. soon. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Well, I told you it was good. <laughs> told you it was good. <laughs> really, one of the best. You know, again, I, I think I want to talk about uh, some of the, the, the real high points of the year and sort of do a recap. Maybe I'll do that next week. But boy, oh, boy, this has to be right up there. I mean, I know that's... Uh, you'd probably call that recency bias and say, well, the most recent thing you did was the most fun. And there's reasons for that and the way the human mind works. But boy, I, I think me and Phil, I think me and Phil could be real friends. I think this is the one. <laughs> I need a, I need a new comedy buddy, Phil. Will you be that for me? <laughs> but he's a great comic. You guys come out this weekend, New Year's Eve, man. Come on. New Year's Eve's fun night at the Comedy Castle. It's a tradition. Folks come every year. If you've never come, please be part of it. I got my buddy Greg Sharp, who's one of my students. Reminds me a lot of Phil Palisall, actually. Very cerebral and, and entertaining guy. I'm seeing the, all of the seven shows this weekend. So it's going to be a great time. You guys get out there. Come on. Come to the Comedy Castle for Phil. Um going to be fun. Uh, a couple other quick plugs. If you did not get a, a comedy class under the tree from Santa Claus this year, you can still sign up. We have a beginning and advanced comedy classes starting uh, in January at the Comedy Castle. So please call the club at 248-542-9900 to inquire about the beginning or advanced comedy class. I teach the advanced comedy class. If you've done the beginner class, feel free to sign up for the advanced one. If you've been doing comedy for a while and think you can get on stage for seven minutes, you can just take the advanced comedy class. You can always take the beginner comedy class later. Many pe- folks do it because Bill Bouchard's a great dude, great teacher. He'll teach you a lot too. Um, again, call 248-542-9900. The next advanced comedy class starts January 13th. That's just a couple of weeks away. So make sure to sign up for that. And thanks to everybody for listening to this for a year you know, it's been a year of me doing this uh, as the host, and I've been loving it. Uh, it is the highlight of my week most weeks. Certainly this one was. And uh, getting great feedback from people saying, hey, I listened to the show. It was really great. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank Mark Ridley, of course, for his support. He's the one that keeps the lights on for this show. And uh, we, we could not do any of this without Mark. I always say executive producer of this podcast is Mark Ridley. And he really is. Uh, we love him so much. And I uh, hope you had a great Christmas, guys. Great holidays. And, and we got another one coming up. It's New Year's Eve next Sunday. Come join us at the Comedy Castle. We'll get you out on that, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>